I'm Mitch. I'm Keith. And this is the Layman's Term Show. The Layman's Term Show, where a couple lay people, not, not clergy, clergy, talk about where life and faith intersect and have some fun conversations. Welcome back, Mitch. Hey, buddy. How's it going? I'm ready to choose my own adventure. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So, we are continuing this kind of series of during Advent on our march to Christmas. And we're talking about fear or obedience today. Fear or obedience. Through the story Thanks, of, of, uh, of Mary being visited by an angel saying that she was going to get pregnant, right? So, yep. tell me about a time, Mitch. Mm, okay. When you were not necessarily fearful, but disobedient, sometime that you just didn't do what you were told to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got a lot of them. Yeah, I figured. All sorts of them, buddy. I love how we do this where you hit me on the spot with something like this that I should have totally seen coming and prepared <laughs> something ahead of time. Um, okay. One time, we're just getting deep. We're getting real here. Mm-hmm. You ready? Mm-hmm. I hope ready. nobody's listening. Um. So one time I was working, I had this job, it was a laboring job, I was doing um, apartment maintenance stuff, mm-hmm. and it was good. We had a good little group, and I knew the manager well, um, I really respected my supervisor, um, but I was young, full of vinegar, mm-hmm. as they say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm very much, uh, don't tread on me, Yeah, mentality. Independent. Right? Um, anyway... We we ran a good organization. We had a great rapport with the tenants. Um, we were, you know, we just, our hospitality was through the roof. Our little staff of, main, like, we didn't get bad notes or bad reports or complaints yeah. or oh, yeah. anything like that. Like, yeah, yeah. we got thank you notes all the time. Mm-hmm. We were speedy. We, we, were a, we were a good, we were a really good crew. And, um, and... As happens in large properties like this, they just get bought and sold mm. by conglomerates, right? Yep. Well, they got bought and sold by conglomerates, and one of the and so about the third time we got bought, and you're getting just jacked around with the change in management, new management, management new different styles, and, and we cost cutting. Yeah, so we there was three of us that always rotated our on call mm. duty, and you had a pager. Remember pagers? Oh, yeah. Right, and you would have these weekends, well, a full week, so a Friday through a Thursday, where you were on call. So anything after mm. hours, anything, you would get paged, and you needed to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this new management came in, and they dictated that on the weekend that you're on call, you just had to be on property working. All weekend? Yeah. <laughs> you had to put in eight-hour day Friday and Saturday. Oh, interesting. Instead of just being on call, coming in for something yeah. that needed to be done. But, but did you getting... have to put in the eight hours and still be on call? Yeah. That's crazy. 
because you were just on property. You couldn't be, you know, we had rules. You couldn't be 20 miles. You couldn't be more than 20 miles away, sure, 20 minutes sure. away. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, you had to maintain, you know, which we'd always done. And we were great with it. Well, I was really pushed back against that. I can imagine. Yeah. So um, I would come in and then I came in and I didn't do anything. What what is it that you say you do here? I didn't. <laughs> I waited for the pager to go off for emergencies. Yeah. Instead of, which totally, you know, made my day go by super slow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was you were really doing yourself more harm a, than a good. Disservice. Yeah. But yeah. I was kind of digging in my heels against this new. Mm-hmm. They thought they were going to squeeze every ounce out of. You know. Yeah. Anyway. That's a good one. I got in trouble. I can imagine. I got rode up. <sighs> yeah. That's terrible. So. You should have just done something past the time. I did something, children. Here's the moral of the story. You got a different job? Yeah. I went and <laughs> I went and took my took my PTO, and I went to several different ob- job interviews. Took the first one that was appealing. Yeah. Put in my two weeks. Probably paid you the same the, or more. Worked the two weeks. Left. Yeah. That was, that was generous of you to work the two weeks. I, huh? I did it. Uh, I once, um, back when I worked in a retail store, uh, we used to make, you know, back when Black Friday was like a big deal, right? You'd have, you know, this, this store on a Black Friday would do like one and a half million dollars, you know, 1.3, 1.4, 1.5 million. And so what we did to try to like ease traffic a little bit is we'd have a map of the store with where the like kind of doorbuster items mm-hmm. are that everybody's looking for, so they're not having to stop and where's where's this where's this where's the hard drive on sale where's the headphones that are on sale, so we'd make a map and then we'd hand it out in the line. Is it out of crayons? No, no, no. Okay. Um, no, no, no. I actually um, wasn't was in charge of it because I I did CAD. Okay. And I got a CAD because I think a crayon map would be really cool. Like the, yeah, like but... the Home Alone. Yeah. I mean, the the early versions of that were it was just you know kind of an outline of the store and then like an X and then like a a legend or a key or whatever. Well, anyway, so I was really into CAD and stuff, and I got a CAD file from corporate of our store, and I got rid of all the stuff and, you know, kind of laid it out really good and then put all the stuff in mean, I spent like two hours on this thing, right? And uh, printed it off, showed the GM, you know, at the time, and he's like, oh, hey, make this change, this change, this change. Okay, great. So I go back there, and make the, I'm making the changes, but, you know, this is during, like, the busiest time where you're getting, like, full trucks two three times a day and you're having to put the stuff up you're having to stock it we're we're busy um doing other stuff you know with with uh computer repair and stuff like that i mean we're like we're like slam busy and i'm trying to do this little side project right well anyways after like three or four of these like iterations we call them ridiculous iterations of like well this x needs to be like half an inch more this way because that's where we're going to put it or whatever right i mean the most ridiculous iterations right i finally was just like this is good enough you know and i just printed them off and um you know we went through black friday everything was great well then the the following week i got called into the the office or whatever and he's like you know the gm's like um, now Keith, um, didn't I ask you to make some changes to this? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, okay, well, here's your write up, you know, that you didn't do what, 
what I asked you to do. And I was like, I won't, I won't, I won't say his full name, but I was like, George, you asked me. I made the changes. I made more changes. I made more changes. I made more changes. I decided to prioritize getting ready for actual the weekend and not make another change. And so, yeah, I did what you asked me to do six times. I didn't do it the seventh time. Well, anyways, he's just like, you know, here's your right over. Well, anyway, my, um, one of my, one of the area managers that wasn't his boss, but was like a specialty manager. Anyway, he was in the store at the time. I was like, hold on a minute, George. So I go out there and I, 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 I grab this guy. I'm like, Hey man, come here. Right. You gotta remember at the time, like I'm, I'm a top performer in my market, right? Like winning awards, winning trips, like top performer. Right. So I grab this guy and I bring him in and I'm like, I'm like, so, and I just lay it out, you know, blah, 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 blah. This is what happened. George wants to write me up, right? And this guy just like looks at me, looks at him, looks at me, looks at him. And then looks at him and goes, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, you didn't do what I asked him to do. And he's like, well, hold on. He made changes like six times and then you wanted more changes like the day before Thanksgiving. And let me, what, what changes did you want? And then he's telling him, he's like, he's like, yeah, keep, go, go, go back to the floor, man. So I left the room and this guy got a, got a butt chewing. I mean, like a butt chewing from this district manager. It was funny. It was funny as heck. So didn't you, get written up. Hey, there you go. You did what you. I, I did. I, I, I was disobedient. You disobedient. Which, yeah. Which is not what I should have done, but I did it I, in my mind for the right reason. All right. So let's bring in some fear into this because choosing, choosing obedience over fear it's almost like you you have an obligation mm. um yeah i mean my a, fear was that my time was not being spent correctly and i could have i could have spent that time doing other things that would have made the event the weekend go better so my fear was that i'm wasting time on this side project when i really should be doing this right so you know you can equate it a little bit to fear fear doesn't always mean like scared spiders right it could just be that you're you're misallocating i think my big fear i think my big fear with obedience is i fear a lack of autonomy oh yeah my fear is to lose some of my autonomy yeah Wow, I would agree and with that. So that, that when you put it into, um, that's real uh, condemning uh, when you put it into the context we're speaking of here, right? Um, if I have the choice of being obedient to God or fear in that, o- fear the loss of the autonomy by responding to that obedience, right? Yeah. Um, I'd say probably guilty as charged quite often, and yeah, that's pretty um, convicting. And and not even just the autonomy. Sometimes sometimes um, there should be real fear of bodily harm. You know, if you look at the the story of Mary um, being visited by an angel saying, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna have a child." Um, you know, she was not married. You know, uh, engaged. Right. Um, everybody was gonna know she's pregnant, you know, and the first, you know, now today that would kind of be like, well, okay, whatever. Right. But in the first century, you know, that's, I mean, 
cheating on your seeing being seen as you cheated on your future mm. husband um she could have been she could have been killed for that right like the punishment could have been stoning yeah. to death right and so sometimes there's real fear to being obedient mm-hmm. in that moment right um and it can be something as simple now for us as you know getting a uh you know just Praying about uh, maybe a job change really hard, and and you know you you're feeling that you know God's calling you to go somewhere else, to move, to you know uh, even just move positions to a new company or a new job or whatever. And there's a lot of fear because you're you're comfortable in where you're at, so that change becomes the the fear as well, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. It, there could be this wide range yeah, fear of, of fear of lo- loss of control. Um, is also an, it's another big one. Um, if you choose to be obedient, you're not in charge. You didn't, yeah, you didn't make that decision. Um, you know, this got put upon Mary to um, go through this this experience and. Um, yeah, what she, if, did, she did faithfully. What I find interesting about this story, and then um, the story of last week that we talked about, Zechariah. Yeah. Um, the, the angels didn't approach him and said, "Hey, would it be cool with you if this happened?" Right? Like, like there wasn't a no. There wasn't like a no response. Right? Like it was just this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. So, kind of to your point, you know, had it been a, a choice. Maybe there would have been a little less, you'd be a little less fearful, like, maybe I do this, maybe I do this. But in these stories, it's like, no, no, this is what's going to happen, right? And so you, and what's fascinating to me is throughout the stories, you know, not just these that we've talked about, but throughout stories um, in the Bible, there's all kinds of examples of people not doing what they're being told to do because of fear, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons. I mean, there's tons of them. And so it is really a human quality. Yeah, what we, we have, getting laying out the fleece twice, Yeah. right? We talked about that. Yeah. Like, Noah. oh, let's try this again. Noah running to yeah. the furthest end of the earth. Jonah. You keep oh, saying Jonah. Noah. I don't man. know why I keep saying Noah. It's like um, we have a whole episode on Jonah where you keep throwing in <laughs> Noah. It's almost like the syllables are confusing to you. I know. I mean, um, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but... <laughs> Hey, that's why we're laymen, right? That, that's true. That's true. That's, I think, just the layman speaking, I think it was all pronounced Noah in those. Oh, yeah, 6, probably. Years. I'm sure it's yeah. the same root. Same. Oh, I'm sure it's the same. The Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I, I, I think that it's really a, um, uh, a very emotional response. To a situation, right? Is and and I think we talked about it before. It's that kind of fight or flight response that's built in built inside of us. You're always kind of looking for situate. You know, you're always analyzing situations mm-hmm. and trying to pre- preserve yourself and to you your autonomy and stuff like that. So. You know, and I think I don't want to I don't want to take anything away from from Mary's obedience when you uh, juxtapose her to Zechariah, right? Like, you know, she did (laughs) kind of given the context of the situation, right? Like, I'm sure she probably didn't have, she probably didn't have any say in her 
uh, betrothal to to Joseph, yeah. right? Like oh, she yeah. probably has had. She's young. She's probably had very little autonomy mm. her whole life, in right? Life in so, general, yeah. so she. With that, it's it was actually an advantage to her in accepting and processing the commands of the angel, whereas Zechariah, you know, earlier, like six months before, you know, literally in the timeline, like six months before, mm-hmm. right, um, or however many, however many months long Elizabeth was. Yeah, six months. Something You're, like that. Yeah. 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 And... Uh, um, you know, he was all like, I'm, you know, I think he felt he was a little on a high horse, right? Like I'm, a, I've won the lottery. I'm up in this, I'm up in here, do, burning my incense, doing my jam. Yeah. And here you come telling me that I'm going to have a kid. And well, what's, you well, know, it, and it, yeah, and yeah. we're, yeah. Well, it's interesting too, is the angel came to Zachariah to give him something he wanted. Yeah. The angel didn't come to Mary to give something that she wanted. Yeah. Right, and I think that's a really, that's a really huge difference between the also, two. yeah. You know, like the the angel came to Zechariah and said, "Hey, you've been wanting this your whole life. We've heard you. We're gonna give it to you." You know, it's like you won the prices right, and then he's questioning it. Yeah. Right. Whereas, whereas Mary, you're getting something. You're you're being asked to do something that y- you didn't want you it's not like mary was praying to be uh pregnant out of wedlock right like um and so her response um i think you know is completely different you know i think everybody at home i I, we have this new sign Um, i think the angel gabriel would love this (laughs) (laughs) i got this i won this at a white elephant i'm holding up for our youtube viewers it's a little wooden box it says you can't make everyone happy you're not a taco yeah, tacos anyway, do make everyone happy. So we've added that to our we've added that to our um, collection, our our found objects <laughs> that that adorn the podcast studio. Oh, um, yeah. So I I, I just think that um, the 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 bravery, the uh, obedience that Mary shows. Because she even says, um, you know, she says, I am the Lord's servant. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. May your wor- word to me be fulfilled. Like, not just like, not just like, hey, look, I'm the Lord's servant. Do what you want, right? But may your word to me be fulfilled. Like, she's she's even like going, I think, a step further. Yeah. And, ex- and beyond it, acceptance. Beyond just acceptance of, well, you know, I'm the Lord's servant. I guess I'll do what you tell me to. But being like saying, well... I'm the Lord's servant. I hope. I hope uh, that your word is fulfilled now, because if that's what God wants, I fully accept it. Yeah, right? I think. Like, what a what a crazy um, statement. Yeah, she's going boldly. Yeah. Right into the unknown. Yeah. So I, I think that's um, with trust and amazing, amazing story. Yeah, I just I think that um, I don't know. It, no, not that I could ever be um, a young woman in the first century in my life, but very, <laughs> very slim probability. Very slim probability. Um, but I just I don't know if I would respond that way. You know, I think that um, I think the being obedient to God 
sounds easy, but is uh, completely hard to do. Yes. I think we got it right, too. Like, fear is probably the number one root cause of disobedience. Mm. At some former level. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy because it's almost counterintuitive. You'd think we should be scared to disobey God. You, well, do you think that's a you think that's a modern problem though? Um, you know, post post New Testament because uh, Old Testament God could be seen as very wrathful, right? And so there were probably I misunderstood. Well, I mean, what I'm saying as is wrathful. people people could see God being wrathful in their perspective, right? Um, and oh, so but I'm you just do, thinking about you do, the you do God hear of deliverance and the God of Israel and the God who, who um, with the exodus and the deliverance and all the mm-hmm. lack of trust and the lack of faith and the lack of obedience on that part, right? Like, they get to the Red Sea and they're like, oh, He's led us out here to the slaughter, right, right. you know, and then they get across this, and it's like he's led us out here to starve. To starve, and then yeah. We had cucumbers back there, man. Yeah, at least, uh, at least we had so, something other than this right? view. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm sick eating quail. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just one thing after the other, and I think when you look at that, like it's a, with that God of deliverance, our, our, I think the Israelites were actually. scared. You know, we're just jumping back in time here, but they were scared, fearful of being free and independent. Yeah. Because then if they fail, it's on them. Right? Like it's they it's, feel like it, they had some they had some so right? At least they at least were they was, were more willing to be when Pharaoh's ob- will ob- was being opposed to Pharaoh. Them, yeah. Right? Yeah. At least they could be like, well, well gotta yeah. do what he said. Yeah. You're you're more willing to be obedient but the to God. A, of love was given option, giving yeah. them options, giving them. You know, it was hard. Yeah, never said it was going to be easy. Mm. But I, it comes with freedom and free will, and free will comes with um, is directly tied to our ignorance and disobedience. I just think that um, we get we get a little lost. Some this is just my personal opinion. As that's a, all as we're a here lay, for. As a lay person, that is all we're here for. Um, not studied. Unlearned in a in a in a collegiate setting, uh, I just feel like sometimes the message of a loving God gets lost, and people just think that they can just God's going to love me for who I'm going to be, and I'm just going to be who I'm going to be. You know what I mean? And it's like, and that's and and, and, that's, and that's obstinate, and that's which obstinance, is which is right, right. But the the logic in their brain is like, you know what? I'm just going to live my life, and God loves me. God loves me. You know. Um, yeah, and I, and I've got some acquaintances, people that I know that, um, not like deep friends or anything, but just people that I know that, um, you know, like when you, when you talk to them about some of the stuff, they're just like, they don't, you know, they don't, they don't, uh, they would, they would say that they're not religious. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they just like, they don't, they don't, they don't care. They're like, you know, I just don't think about it. 
Like, what do you do? You think there's a God? I, don't, I just don't. I'm just living my life, man. I think we fault in. I think we fault in not living ourselves out of God's favor. I think we fault by not living into God's promise and providence and um and uh potential for our lives. Does that make sense? I don't think we I don't think we live ourselves out of God's favor. I think we live ourselves out of what can what could be yes like what he yeah. wants for us what is what is put in motion for us what is how much better our life could be and how much greater just... an impact in the lives of others we could be mm-hmm. um, if we lived into what was what's been done for us i think that's where people get confused and defensive and um you know live my life and um yeah i would say i would say uh it reminds me of a time when i had an employee um who was super intelligent i mean super this, this kid was like very very smart right very good with technology um you know and he's making like 16 bucks an hour working with me and I'm like dude you know um barely graduated high school just because he didn't care about school but super intelligent I'm like what are you doing man like you can go to college there's a lot of things that you can do other than working here for 16 bucks an hour and um he's just like no man I'm just I'm having an okay time you know and like he couldn't get he he couldn't get past the situation that he was in was okay for him you know, because he could have an apartment with a couple buddies and have a good time, but he couldn't see past like the the future. Like if he invested in himself, you know, mm-hmm. and you know went to a community college, got some scholarships, you know, whatever, worked for a smaller IT company. You know, there's like a lot of things that he could have done, and his situation would have been way better mm-hmm. had he just invested a little bit of time into himself, right? But he was so focused on what he was doing now that he couldn't see that better of himself, right? Um, and finally, um, he kind of he kind of ran into some issues at work and stuff, and ended up joining um, the. Uh, I don't want to get it wrong. I think he ended up joining the Marines, if I remember right. Um, ran to him like three or four years later, and he had climbed up the ranks and was doing stuff that, you know, he was having 10 times more enjoyment doing. And he's like, I should have done this three years ago, you know, and gotten this, you know, made the switch and and done something different. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) I told you, you know. Uh, And I think that's us as a a human species sometimes. We just get, we're okay now. And that fear of change or that fear Mm -hmm. of doing something different or just being stuck in, well, I'm okay now. And then not investing in a relationship with God, not investing time and really bringing ourselves to what God sees in us and believing in that and then working towards that how much greater our life could be. And and I add how much greater impact could be on the lives of others. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that. Comes I don't with think it. God calls us to have a grandiose, inwardly focused life. I don't think He's called anyone. Oh to yeah, that, right. Uh, yeah, no, like, I mean, yeah, so, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to imply that you're you're going to go, f- you know, from a one bedroom house to a six bedroom house because you I invest do. your time in God. I think that you will find more enjoyment out of life by helping others and and being more. Um, being more focused on what God is calling you to do, right? Yeah. And so if that's helping people through uh, a podcast Ooh. or helping people through, you know, if you're if you're you're really good at um, you know, mechanical building. Man, there's things, so many great podcasts out there. You know, we should make a list of good podcasts for our listeners to yeah. to go follow. Yeah, we should. We should make a, a good list. Um but you know, like Finding out what you're good at and then sharing that with others, I think, is a, a critical a critical thing. You know, so it 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 may not help you financially, but it'll help you spiritually in life. When you're happier, you make other people around you more happy, right? You know, if mm-hmm. you're sad and depressed all the time, and you people around you are going to feed off of that emotion and that energy. So, yeah. Well, what does Personal question: What does um, obedience to loving God and neighbor look like for you this week? Yeah, um, you know, I think uh, I think that for me, um, I I do have some people in my orbit that are having uh, maybe some health concerns or some other concerns. And so I think for me this week, uh, sometimes it's hard for me to uh, not just focus on a busy week before Christmas. You know, it was a yeah. busy, busy week. Oh, I'll talk to that person later. Oh, you know, I'll call them next week or I'll call them after Christmas or whatever. So I think I think for me, I'm going to try to spend some time doing that this week uh, and not, not put it off. Okay. Right? And reach out to them, make sure they're doing okay, talk to them, you know, have, have some have some quality conversations. Cause I think that, um, you know, when, when they're not, not feeling good and not doing good, even if I don't have solid advice, I usually don't, uh, just that ear to listen and, and spend time with is, is valuable. Be present. Yeah. How about you? Well, as you know, I, I do have to, uh, I do have to deliver the message from a layman's perspective, <laughs> yes. um, this coming, this coming Sunday. Yeah. So, it's gonna. Uh, I don't know. This one's gonna take a little bit of, take a little bit of. Uh, I don't know. Divine intervention. So I got to spend some, <laughs> um, spend some time listening to uh, what God wants to wants to wants to communicate and try to um, try to prepare, uh, put something together for that. So yeah. it's hard. Uh, it's hard, or any time, but it's hard around uh, Christmas time, right? Because uh, you got more. Um, more skin in the game a little bit, right? Christmas, Easter, it's, you know, you got that, you got that one chance to maybe make an impact in somebody's life uh, that, you know, is, is maybe here just for the season, maybe, maybe visiting family or something like that. And they drag them to church and. Yeah. And you want to make it a good, good faith filled experience yeah. that uh, um, try to help folks get in the best frame of mind to um have good experiences yeah i would agree cool well that's it look at that a lot of fun um sands of time
That's great. That's it. Appreciate it. Hey, we'll yeah. uh, we'll talk back next week. We'll uh, check in, see how my sermon went. All right, later. <laughs>